but it just jumped out to me. Sometimes we think, I know exactly what I need, and if God would just give me that thing, um, what what you think you need and what you need might not be the same thing. Yeah. And and here Jesus is is giving him what he needs first, and then he gives him what he wants next. Yeah. Um, but it just jumped out to me because he could have started by healing him and then forgiving him, but he starts with the greatest need. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Chad, let's talk about the Cowboys. I, I know it's <laughs> just the elephant in the room. We've just been kind of letting it sit there. Uh, how, how are you doing personally? I know everybody listening really wants to know, are you okay? Well, the secret of happiness is... <laughs> Low, Low expectations. expectations. I believe you and I have talked about that, Robert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. All you right. know, we uh, we did kind of what I thought, what I thought <laughs> we would do. At my house, we put on all our jerseys. You know, I get home. Katrina doesn't allow me to eat until I put my Dallas Cowboys jersey on. And mm-hmm. Jackson, our youngest son, is the out of our boys. He's the Cowboys fan. And so it's Katrina and Jackson and I sitting there watching the Cowboys ready to go. You know, we're mm-hmm. so excited. This is our year. Womp, womp. Aww. That's usually how it goes. All so, right. Well, I have lots of thoughts, but we might want to save that for a different podcast. Yeah. Sorry, time. sorry, you guys got hitched to the wrong team. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I, I feel your pain. I mean, my I felt <laughs> that pain hug, earlier bro? in the season. I, there's a table between us and these microphones, and I don't want to mess with the audio. So, well, I I will say this: uh, if you are the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you have a really hard job. Mm-hmm. There is so much pressure on you, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys organization themselves will throw you <laughs> under the bus. Yeah. I was reading a, a article this morning, and the Cowboys tweeted out something negative about their quarterback. <laughs> and I mean, it's just a hard, That's, it's yeah. just a hard job. It's hard when you're you imagine if every day you went to work, your image was blown up a hundred feet on a screen with tens of thousands of people watching your every move. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But hey, he's uh he's he's well compensated. I don't I don't feel too bad for him. Well, I I know about being blown up on a screen and lots of people watching you. I don't know about the compensation part, but yeah. No, it's hard to live your life in front yeah. of people. It's yeah. it's hard to uh to do that and uh you know. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan still. All right. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Well, here's my transition statement. Go Cardinals. So, so yeah, it's important who you who you surround yourself with, Chad. And that brings us to the gospel of Jesus, according to Mark. Here we are. You said that so well. Everybody always says the gospel, uh, the gospel of Mark. It's not. It's it's the gospel of Jesus. Gospel means good news, according to Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the. Uh, it's you the, said that so well, Robert. It's the good news good of job. Jesus. Well, I've been trained throughout this series to say it correctly. Mm. Um, but you have this. Uh, you have this account now. Jesus has launched his ministry, and he's going through rural Galilee, and he's he's healing people and, and doing all of that. And words getting out, and crowds are starting to show up. And so there's a bunch of people, and they're packed into this house. Jesus is in there teaching, and and there's this guy who's a paralytic, and he has his friends, and he's trying to get to Jesus, but he can't, and his friends are trying to get him to Jesus, but the crowd is so massive because word's gotten out and everyone's showing up going, are we going to see a miracle? Is this the Messiah? See the promised savior throughout the Old Testament? Like what's going on? They're trying to get to know and, and make their decisions on who Jesus is or maybe see a miracle. And so this guy, his friends decide we're going to get our friend to Jesus one way or another. And so they decide the best way, it's not going to be through the front door because everyone's just packed, right? It's a huge crowd crammed up against the door outside of the house. And so they go up onto the roof and the rooftops back then, you kind of had this, 
you know, sticks and all that and thatch and, and whatnot. It wasn't like solid roof. And so they start digging at the roof, open up a hole in the roof, which I imagine stuff's fallen down on Jesus. And they lower their friend to Jesus to be healed. Yeah. Um, talk about the power of friendship and talk about the power of, of the people you choose to surround yourself with. Yeah. I just had a, a little random thought. It's totally connected. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I talked about a couple of weeks ago is uh, how Jesus changes everything. Mm-hmm. And really, you can trace all charities mm-hmm. back. You can trace handicapped parking back. You, mm-hmm. can, you can trace, you know, uh, equality uh, between men and women back. You can trace rec- racial reconciliation back. All of it goes back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. But, but even the situation with the paralytic, okay, before Jesus comes along, I promise you those friends were like, dude, sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And there was probably some help and all that. But in society, there would have been no help yeah. for that person. Uh, there are no charities in existence. Uh, very much the mindset of the culture is not compassion and helping others. It's survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. Right? So the Darwinian survival of the fittest mindset is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that his friends go, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I think maybe in Jesus, you got a shot, mm-hmm. right? So you just let that ripple out for a couple thousand years and the church has proclaimed this message and Jesus, maybe you got a shot, mm-hmm. you know, in Jesus, there's, there's hope here, uh, in, in Jesus, uh, things can change. And so we're going to get you to Jesus. And I've never had this thought till you just said it, but that's actually a picture of what beautiful God honoring uh, charities do. Mm-hmm. It's what beautiful God honoring churches do mm-hmm. is we take people in need, whatever the need is, and we meet that need and we get them to Jesus. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, our Easter offering this year is we're going to help build houses in Nicaragua. And what I love about the organization that we're working with is all those houses are built through the work of a pastor. That's right. There's and so a, there's so, a local church in a community and, and, there's projects helping with the local church as well, but the community knows like that house was built by that church. Yeah. And and there's a connection between the charity and between the ministry of Jesus. Yeah. And the pastor's not just a Sunday preacher, they're a community leader. Mm-hmm. And and it and it connects the holistic needs, mm-hmm. right? Of 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 the community. So I just had that thought. That that little uh account there in Mark, right, is is really the start of beautiful societal change. Mm-hmm. That most people don't think about that will come in and through the ministry of Jesus. Hospitals, orphanages, which is now foster care, all of that was born out of the church and it was born out of the ministry of Jesus and the followers of Jesus doing what Jesus told them to do. That's exactly right. And forever changed the world and and we can trace it back. So how important are friendships was your question. All right. So, Chad, you were were talking to young adults back in January. Yeah. You were at our our young adult gathering and uh, you, you shared a verse. And do you remember the verse that you shared? Proverbs seventeen three. Okay, so was is that right? I don't know. I'm don't, pretty sure that's right. I don't. I don't actually have all the Bible memorized. I remember what it said. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I said it a bunch of times, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Proverbs seventeen three. Hey, Josiah, look up Proverbs seventeen three for me. All right, he's gonna he's gonna fact check us on this. Here's what it says: the wise walks, the wise walk with the wise, mm-hmm. but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's Proverbs 17.3. You can just give me a thumbs up or down on that. I'm pretty sure that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a proverb in the book of Proverbs mm-hmm. uh, that says that. Uh, want the wise walk with the wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay. Apparently, it's not Proverbs 
All right. I got it. You can look it up. All right. Sword drill for whoever's listening. Okay. Here's what matters. (laughs) There is a proverb that says, the wise walk with the wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Uh, You will become like who you hang out with. That's right. All right. I can't believe I can't remember the reference to that at the moment. Well, there's a lot of verses in the Bible. I, I, and I read a bunch of verses. It's probably because I was so spiritual today. My mind's just full of other <laughs> verses. But the truth of the the principle in this passage is you really do become like the people you surround yourself with. And, and they are influencing you and you are influencing them. And a lot of times, so I have teenagers, um, they, they, they just kind of follow the path of least resistance. 1320. 1320. I was so Samsonite. close. I was way off. Proverbs 1320. <laughs> All right. Hey, you got the you got the content right. Well, I'm sitting here going 1723423. It's 1720. All right. So the pastor that trained Chad when he was young would be devastated. He's 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 graduated. He can't even remember the proverb and you're on a live microphone. I'm just going to let you guys know uh, a little insight into the the lives of pastors in 2023. We have an app
Again, yeah. even as adults, we just follow the path of least resistance. And uh, and there, there's wisdom to go on, hey, who do I actually want to spend time with? What would you say, Chad, if somebody's listening and they're going, you know what? If I think about the people I spend the most time with, maybe they're not the best influence on me. Uh, maybe they're leading me down a path I don't want to go down in my marriage, a path I don't want to go down in my parenting or in just my personal life or in my whatever character, Let you know, pick anything off the list. What advice would you give to that person that's identified, okay, maybe some of the people I'm, I'm allowing into that inner circle uh, are a bad influence on me? Yeah, if you're like, oh, man, all my closest friends are idiots. <laughs> I would say, well, guess what that makes you, mm -hmm. right? Uh, honestly, Robert, my advice would be make some new friends. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to chase some people down. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there's people that you honor and respect their character, mm -hmm. um, you know, you might want to latch onto them. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weird in this way. But um, so I, uh, if you go to Sun Valley, you've heard me talk about some of my upbringing. I, I was, um, my parents divorced when I was eight. Mm -hmm. And so my mom remarried when I was a freshman in high school. So from like third grade to ninth grade, uh, I was raised by a single mom uh, on her own. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were people at church that really kind of stepped in. And there were uh, men at church. We talked about this in the last podcast that that saw me appropriately and and invested their life and mm -hmm. mine appropriately. And um, man, that made a, a huge a huge difference. But even now, um, my closest friends, my circle of trust, and by circle of trust, you're only going to have uh, at at the top, right? Max, totally, you're maxed out. You're only going to have two or three really good friends. Mm -hmm. And if you're married, uh, one of those needs to be your spouse, right? Uh, because real friendships uh, take time mm -hmm. and they take effort and they take commitment. Mm -hmm. And so in my circle of trust, the people that really, really know me, my two best friends besides my wife are both 12 years older than I am. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons that is, is because I knew uh, some character defects that I have. And, and, and they both had things, and they're very different, actually, these two guys. Uh, but they both had things that I admired about them. Mm -hmm. And so I subconsciously or, or, or maybe even intentionally just was like, I'm going to learn from those guys. Yeah. Uh, but then out of that, we have over probably the last with both of them, 10, 12 years built a really good uh, friendship Yeah. because there's some things uh, about my friend, John, that I, I really admire and, and, and need, mm -hmm. you know, in my life. And there's some things about my friend, Paul, that I really admire and, and need in my life. Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully I've given some you know, them some good things too. But I, I think if, if you're looking around, you're going, I don't want to be like my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, then I would give you pastoral permission in the name of Jesus to make some new friends. Yeah. Um, because that's what's best for, for you. We need to love everybody. And I have lots of acquaintances and I have lots of, uh, I'm going to use the quote signs if you're not watching, quote friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, that are my friends. That's true. Uh, and they've been in my home. But that and inner we've circle something different. Had dinners together yeah. and all that. But but I also have a circle of trust. Yeah. And, and that's just different. And in your circle of trust, you want people that you admire, respect, that uh, if they are, if their character, you know, is, is contagious, that's a good thing. Because mm -hmm. character is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to be wise about that, that circle of trust. If you're not married yet, oh, man, you want to be really wise about who you marry. Yeah. Uh, because the quality of your life, other than your relationship with Jesus, is going to be most determined by who you marry. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, those kinds of things, circle of trust, really, really important. One of the, one of the things that 
attracted Lindsay and I to each other. Uh, when I looked at Lindsay's life, I went, man, she has a lot of great mentors in her life. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of you know wise people pouring into her life. And she saw I had the same thing. And so we were attracted to each other because we went, we're both open to input from wise people. That's yeah. going to help us in our marriage. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's continued to, to be true for well, us and helpful for us. Let me comment on that mm-hmm. because uh, my wife and I were attracted to each other because we were both so broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had some similar things in our family backgrounds. And what attracted us to each other is we both loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we were both striving to follow Jesus. But frankly, one of the things that connected us as we were both really broken. Mm -hmm. And so it could be that you're already married. It could be that you're already broken and you're looking across, you know, the table at your spouse and you're going, you know, did I make the right decision? The beautiful thing about whatever decision you've already made along those lines is you can change your family tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can repent. Uh, You can get around a counselor that'll help you. Mm -hmm. You can get around smart people right now that even if a bomb's gone off and there's tons of shrapnel and you can build something new. Mm -hmm. And that's been my wife and I's story. So Mm -hmm. um, you guys, you and Lindsay did a little better from the start Mm -hmm. than Katrina and I did. But Katrina and I have really learned from friends over time. And I I think we've built a life that both of us enjoy and love and, 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 and appreciate. And so it's, it's never too late to get counsel from people. It's Mm -hmm. never too late to, glean from the wisdom of others. So I, I wanted to make sure that we said that. Yeah, you but can, you guys from the beginning saw that in each other and admired it. That's a great thing. Yeah. And I would say if you're not married, uh, be really wise about who you marry. Yeah. And yeah. And, and look at who's influencing this person. Yeah. And because again, back to this this parable, uh, the influence of these friends is going to make a massive difference in the life of this person who's who's a paralytic. And um, so it gets lowered. Let's, I want to I go back to the passage because there's something that that stood out to me on this passage as well. And again, uh, Mark's very to the point. And so there's, he's, anytime he writes something, he's making a point. Uh, but they, they lower this friend down to Jesus and Jesus is, he's going to heal this guy mm-hmm. and it's going to be this miraculous healing. But before he does that, he forgives him his sin. And, and just think about for a moment, your whole life, you've been a paralytic wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and you were lowered down to, to Jesus. What is it that you want in that moment? You you want that physical healing. You want to be able to walk. And Jesus is going to do that. He's going to bring this, this desire of this guy's heart. But he starts with this guy's deepest need. Now, in his mind, his deepest need is, I'm paralyzed. I want to walk. Yeah. Uh, in God's eyes, his deepest need is, he's a sinner who needs, who needs to be saved. If he walks, he's still going to die one day. And apart from faith in Jesus and, and the transformation of the forgiveness that Jesus offers, which by the way, if ever you're like, Jesus didn't claim to be God. Uh, Jesus claims to be the one that can forgive sin. That, that, that is a claim to be God. There's lots of claims that Jesus makes to be God throughout the gospels, but this is a very clear, only God can forgive sins. And here Jesus says, I'm, I'm forgiving his sins because he sees the faith of the friends and, and he sees that working out through him. And through that faith, he's, he's going to forgive him his sins. Uh, but it just jumped out to me. Sometimes we think, I know exactly what I need. And if God would just give me that thing, um, what what you think you need and what you need might not be the same thing. Yeah. And and here Jesus is is giving him what he needs first, and then he gives him what he wants next. Yeah. Um, but it just jumped out to me because he could have started by healing him and then forgiving him, but he starts with the greatest need. Well, if memory serves on this one, I couldn't remember the reference mm-hmm. earlier, but perhaps I get this one. Jesus says it this way, so that you know that I have authority yeah. to forgive sin. Uh, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. I mean, the the miracle is the authority mm-hmm. 
uh, the fruit of his power. He's given a little stamp on there. The fruit of his power and position and mm-hmm. who he is that he's God. So he's saying, so that you know I can forgive sin. Yeah, I go ahead and walk too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's Such so a cool passage of scripture. It is. There, there are so many times that I, I think I know what I need. And I, I wish God would just give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I, I prayed for something and it didn't happen the way that I wanted it. In, in the immediate, in the moment, yeah, I didn't get what I thought I needed. But in the grand scheme of things, God always takes care of what we need mm-hmm. uh, when we put our trust in him. And, and this great need that we all have to be restored, to be redeemed, uh, to be made right in God's sight and to be with him and relationship with God and healthy relationships with others for all of eternity. That is our greatest need. And God offers that right now to all of us. And and yes, there are things that we want and things that we think we need. Um, and he even promises that at some point, yeah, we'll get those things too. Uh, it might not be on this side of heaven, uh, but we'll experience total physical healing. Uh, we'll experience freedom from, uh, we talked about bitterness earlier, like not having any of that, like the to go from we're, we're people of faith trusting in what God's promised. Well, now we'll be people of sight and all the things that God has promised we'll experience and we'll experience that for all of eternity. He will meet all of those needs. Yeah. We were talking about bitterness before the before the podcast. I, um, I, have, I have a, it's not a friend and it's an acquaintance that I met when we were in uh, the UK a few years ago when mm-hmm. we were in Holy Trinity Brompton. Mm-hmm. And so this guy has prayed for healing for lots of other people and he's, he's seen them be healed. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, he's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in this little exchange, and I've seen a video testimony of him. I remember meeting him briefly, but I've seen a video testimony of him where he talks about this. And they were like, isn't it weird that God, uh, you'll pray for people that they'll be healed and they'll experience healing, but you've not been healed. Hmm. And he goes, oh, I've been healed. And they're like, what do you mean? He talks about giving his life to Jesus and all that. He goes, and my legs have been healed too. And they're like looking at him, you know, hmm. in the wheelchair. Hmm. He goes, I just haven't experienced it yet. Hmm. He's like, it's already happened. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't got to that moment where I'll experience it. And he was talking about, you know, in heaven, I'll, I'll yeah. be healed forever. I just haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. And I just thought that was the coolest yep. perspective because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's like documented. I mean, there was a person that was deaf and he prayed for them and they could hear mm-hmm. after that. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of those kinds of things. And, and yet here he is in a wheelchair. I've always thought about, because um, I've seen people pray for people like me that uh, – the person that's praying for healing for the other person wears glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's that about? <laughs> you know, but God does what he wants to do. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I think, and, and I don't know why he heals some people and yeah, sometimes some people he, he doesn't. The, the way I've described it, sometimes he kind of gives us a little peek behind the curtain. I, I believe to your point and what you're saying, God will heal. Yeah. And, and every now and then we get a little peek behind the curtain of, oh, let me, let me let you see this in the here and now in, in our, Limited perspective, because we're all stuck on this timeline, right? And our perspective of time is different than God's perspective of time. And so we might see it as, oh, how come I haven't been healed yet? Well, well here's what well, I in know. God's eyes, yeah, you have. Yeah, ultimately, mm-hmm. you, you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I pray for somebody to be healed, the question is not whether or not God's going to heal them. Mm-hmm. Is he going to heal them the way we want him to in this moment? Yeah. Right? Um, but here's what I know. You know, you, <laughs> if we pray for people to be healed, some people are going to be healed. Mm-hmm. If we don't pray for people to be healed, nobody's going to be healed. So mm-hmm. we might as well pray for it, right? Yeah. And then and then God's going to respond however he wants to respond. But I thought that was such a beautiful perspective mm-hmm. uh, from a guy that um, 
you know, is experiencing some difficulties in life, but he's like, yeah, I've already been healed. I'm, I just haven't experienced yet. And he prays for healing for other people and, and God, God does his thing. Such a powerful passage of scripture because it, it, Jesus is proving his authority. Uh-huh. But to your point earlier, it's, it's, it's the reality that that person never would have experienced the healing of their sin uh-huh. or the healing of their body without the help of, of friends. Yeah. And friendship is so powerful. And I, I wonder sometimes, you know, we talked about earlier, make sure you have good friends. Am I being a good friend? Mm-hmm. Am I the kind of friend that helps people get to Jesus? That's right. Uh, am, am I the kind of acquaintance that helps people get to Jesus, right? Um, I, I want to be. And, and I, th- I think that's something that uh, we need to always be thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, either leading people one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important part of that passage of Scripture. Um, what kind of friend are we? Yeah. Well, Chad, in closing, can you can you pray for us and and just maybe have a little soul searching moment on who our friends are and what kind of friend we are? Yeah. Yeah, I think we want to be uh, in this account in the Bible. Those friends carried their friend on a mat, mm-hmm. right? We want to be mat carriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be mat people and help people get to Jesus. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, come Holy Spirit. I pray wherever we are right now, some of us are driving, some of us are listening, some of us are watching. Um, Spirit, I pray right now you're, you're with each and every person. And I pray that you would help each of us uh, know your love for us. Uh, perhaps we're wanting healing. And I would pray, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, people that have been praying for healing and various physical things, would you, in the name of Jesus, just heal them right now? And we thank you and praise you um, for your doing that. And we thank you and praise you that if we don't experience the healing right now in this moment, uh, in your name, Eventually, ultimately, we will. Uh, if it's not good, you're not done. If, if, if it's not good, you're not done. So give us wisdom of that and help us to trust in you. And may we be people that uh, help others get to you. May we be the right kinds of friends. And may we choose wisely in our closest friendships. So teach us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's Proverbs thirteen twenty. Good job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.